Hi, I'm Matt. I'm Rachel. Welcome to the Tim's Take, episode 47. A great episode because it is a prime number. Of course. I think that's right. Yeah. That is right. Also a great episode because we actually have our window open right now. It is officially fall in Northern California. (sighs) And it might rain tonight. Yeah, I thought it was supposed to already be raining. I don't think it's raining. Devastating. But there is rain in the forecast. It's been in the 70s. It's like game changing, especially with a kid who just loves to be outside. Oh, yeah. There is something, just a magical gift of time where you can go out to the park in the afternoon. And it's been so nice. <laughs> yeah. We're not even going to try closing the window. We're just going to let any natural noises that come in. Yep. Better than our clicking fan that we usually have on because it's 90 degrees in here. <laughs> yes, that's right. Hey, before we get to our resource today, I just wanted to say that though we have no official mailbag, our episode on traditions has had more unofficial feedback than any episode that I can remember. Yeah, people had lots of opinions about it. But folks, let's encourage you. Well, okay, let me say a promise and an encouragement. Okay, so here's the encouragement. If you have a, a take on our opinions maybe specifically my opinions about traditions on episode 45. There's still time right into the mailbag. Here's the promise. We are going to revisit this and we're going to revisit it is soon. In one of the next two episodes, I think we'll revisit it. Okay. Because one of the things I realized is that while it made for great podcasting, I may not have expressed myself perfectly or even that well. I think if maybe I'd express myself a little bit better or clearer, you might not have been about to throw up. <laughs> so we will we'll revisit your nausea. We'll revisit some traditions. We'll talk a little bit more about it. Yeah. And I mean, they, those conversations have been happening just in terms of what are we going to do for the holidays? So it seems relevant. And my answer for the record is not nothing. Okay. I just, uh-huh. fe- I just fear. I mean, it was on record that that would be your answer. No. Oh, gosh. <laughs> We're going to revisit it soon. But we are purposely having a pretty simple episode tonight. Yep. Or today. We have Auntie Lo and Uncle Caleb in town. Woo! Which is Matt's brother and sister-in-law. Super fun. So we've had a busy weekend with them and just hanging out. Oliver's always on the go. Always on the run. Yeah. So we'll keep it simple. I had a funeral yesterday or a celebration of life. Church today. It's been a very full weekend. Yes. So... Let's just move right into our resource. You've picked a great one. Yeah, this is kind of a fun, lighter resource than we've done in the past. But it was in a newsletter that I get from Coffee and Crumbs, which is a great, just wonderful, I don't know what I would call them. Not an organization. Publication? They do a podcast. They do essays. Have a couple books. Platform. Maybe that's good. Anyway, great resource. Specifically for moms. Moms, yeah. What about dads? I mean, a lot applies, but most all of the writers are women. All the podcasts are women. So it is geared toward women. Do they not think that I also like coffee and crumbs? I like coffee more than you like coffee. That's true. And certainly, actually, I like crumbs more than you like crumbs. Also true. (laughs) Depends on what kind of crumb. A bit of a branding mistake. But they have a great, great newsletter that they put together every month. So I would recommend signing up for it, even if you're a dad. And one of the links that they recently had, I think, in their October newsletter was this article. Which is actually 
from another newsletter. Which I don't subscribe to, but maybe would consider after reading it. So it's a kind of funny piece. I'll just kind of read parts of it. But basically, she is describing a phone call that she's overhearing her husband make with an AT&T service representative. <laughs> so her husband is about to go on a work trip internationally, and so he's calling to add some international meds to his phone. So mm-hmm. she says, the whole music ceased and a woman's voice came on. How can I help you? He says, I need to add international calling. Wonderful. Where are you going? He says, Germany. Germany? Wow, that's amazing. You must be so excited. (laughs) So then the writer says, when I tell you this woman was ecstatic, I mean ecstatic. She continues on. I see two cell numbers on this account. Do they both need international calling? (laughs) He says, no, just mine. The other numbers is my wife and she's not going. Oh, she must be so pissed. Is she pissed? I mean, you're going to Germany. That is so cool. He says, well, it's a work trip and we have two small children. So someone needs to stay home. She says, at this point, I walked to the kitchen and made eyes at him as if to say, what is happening? <laughs> she she kind of goes on just to surmise <laughs> the her kind of reflection on this call. But really, like her main point of this little blog post is just her shock and then like wonderment at this woman's enthusiasm. Like usually we all have had this experience when we call someone, some customer service representative, and I don't know if I've ever had an experience in which I would have recounted them as enthusiastic. (laughs) (laughs) And so she is just kind of like blown away by this woman's like just joy, especially in the fact that her husband is going to Germany. Like, Wow, that's amazing. One of the quotes she says is this woman I realized was actually responding with as much wonder as a nearly 10,000 mile trip on a flying piece of metal in the clouds during a global pandemic should meet. Her enthusiasm seemed bizarre at first blush. I honestly wondered if she was on drugs. But the more I thought about it, the more I felt like she was the proportional one. Mm -hmm. In our fog of to-do list, we had forgotten to feel baffled that it was possible at all. I had that quote in my notes too. Yeah. Yeah. And so this isn't necessarily a post about parenting. She does reference then some like wonders of the world that her children take in and how like it is just wild that this tiny little human who was completely dependent on you, this tiny little burrito who would just like stare, couldn't see more than like six inches in front of them when they're born. Right will someday like grow up to like spell words and talk to you about photosynthesis and i mean in oliver's case like walk and start to put words together and when you say hey go get your animal he goes and gets an animal he puts can you put this in the trash oliver he goes and puts it in the trash like and sometimes in the mix of just needing to do all the things And, like, get things done for him and for yourself. Like, you just forget to wonder how amazing all that is. Yeah. So, I just found it a really funny. It is funny. It's very well written. Your dramatic reading, I think, was very good, too. (laughs) Good. That's how I read it in my head. Yeah. Give people a little bit of a taste. So, I don't know. I mean, other than just entertainment, what did you think about this post? Well, I mean, I thought it, yeah, it was very well written. It was fun and short. short. Yes, also nice. <laughs> Which was great. Yeah, I just had questions that come out of it, but not negative questions. More just like, how do you cultivate uh-huh. that kind of gaping wonder that she talks about in your life? That was one of my questions. And then my other question was for you. I thought it could be kind of interesting to talk about what's something you take for granted that really is kind of mind-blowing when you think about being a parent. 
Oh, those are good questions. So, I don't know where you want to start. Look at you, podcast host. <laughs> I, well, I was going to ask you the same question about how do you then cultivate this kind of wonder. Yeah, right. It, it is hard. It does involve slowing down because and paying attention because I think Oliver himself does wonder at things. And it's very easy to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, like that's that's this. This is easily explainable. Hmm. Like I don't even think like, oh, dad's going in a plane. Like you just don't even think about it. But I do think kids are prone to asking questions and it can be seen as annoying. And I'm sure it will be once Oliver can talk to some extent. But like listening to them and being like, wow, yeah, like this is wild that this happens, that we travel in a metal plane across the sky and yeah. you know, a whole host of things yeah but i don't know i mean i know there's other ways to do it what what were your thoughts i didn't have great thoughts i do think you're right it is impossible at our speed of life to live this way there's like uh in the comments they talk about this mary oliver kind of poem i don't know sayings instructions for living a life pay attention be astonished tell about it but pay attention does require like a certain kind of speed of living i found recently I can't remember what I was listening to that made me do this, but when I've been coming home, I don't know if you've even noticed this, I put my phone in the office while you're kind of getting dinner ready and then I'm playing with Oliver just as a way of helping me kind of be present to him and there's nothing kind of to pull out and distract me. Oh, I haven't noticed that. And I found that to be actually really helpful in terms of like, because that after work can just be like, so you're kind of fried anyway and you're just looking for kind of easy ways to wind down but then it's actually been really fun because then Oliver becomes kind of the way to wind down and kind of re-enter family life so I think maybe there's like little habits like that things that steal our attention technology I think really steals our attention Uh, I just deleted social media apps off my phone for the same reason I guess I'm getting kind of intense but yeah to to give our attention back to the things I mean technology is a wonder it is amazing and it's something to kind of gape at but so often it kind of it's the black hole of of wonder so to speak it takes everything you'll give it so maybe that's one thing yeah no i think that's yeah paying attention to the things that take away from that attentiveness and i do think going back to that mary oliver quote the tell about it i think that's really important i've actually found that your mom is really good at this she watches Oliver twice a week and almost always when I go and pick him up at the end of the day she like has something like wow he did this today Um, and she's always amazed and like the next time he like how did you learn how to do that like she Mm. I think is really good maybe that's a bit of a grandparent thing you have some of the slowness you're not running through all these checklists in your head all the time but I just find that helpful so i think even us talking about things on the podcast like wondering being amazed by him but even instilling that practice maybe more daily for both of us like at the end of a day like talking like hey like what was something you loved about oliver today or loved seeing or what was like a joy of parenting today like some small way of kind of recounting that because that is how you remember some of those things so like Yes, I totally, I'm 100% on board with that. This is not a no more traditions rant. I mean, it's not a rant I don't know at all. The listeners can handle it. But like how, when should we do that? Maybe is my question. Because I find the end of the day, the very end of the day, no, not good for me. Like that's not, 
Like right. I'm conversationed out yeah. by the very end of the day. Um, oh, I know. <laughs> I know you know. <laughs> so all that's going to do is just like, which I know you're not suggesting, but when, like, what do you think? Like if we're talking just about our lives, you know? Yeah. I mean, at some point it could become like a family practice over like dinner where everyone around the table <laughs> yeah. goes around and says something that was like they wondered about in their day. I do love that. We did for a while play with the question, what did you learn today? Uh-huh. As something to talk about. But I like this is maybe a bit more whimsical that could could be into something you learned. But what was something you wondered or were like in wonder about today? Both and, yeah. But, but right now our dinners are just... Chaos. Chaos. I mean, I was crying laughing the other day because Oliver was just at the end of the meal going, ah, ah, <laughs> and he like held it for like 20 seconds. <laughs> ah, and he wasn't upset. He was just making noise with his mouth. <laughs> yeah, he like discovered this noise in this moment. It was just staring you down. <laughs> it was so funny. But I mean, that's just like the chaotic like meal time we yeah, have. Oliver, like what's something you wondered about today? Ah! Okay, I'm wondering about that. So I don't know. That's... Something we have to think about because we do kind of like have a rushed routine of things we're getting done when we're putting Oliver to bed and then even after bed. I don't know. Any ideas? <sighs> the evenings go quick. They do. And they need to. Well, I wonder if we try to flip the script and do it in the morning. And just say something from the previous day? Yeah, sure. Or something you've noticed. Yeah, not like what have you noticed so far in these couple hours, but. um, We could try it. I mean, if there is a place that could benefit from having some more slowness introduced, it's probably. The morning. The morning could use a kind of breath of pause. Sure. Okay, listeners. Well, we will commit to trying this. Okay. Before we kind of before the next before episode. I leave and go to work and we go about our days, yeah, and we'll report back. Yeah, we'll see. We haven't yet talked about my second question, so I'm really curious. Maybe before we close, kind of are talking about the resource. What's something you do take for granted that is actually kind of mind blowing or something that should leave us gaping for wonder? Maybe it doesn't have it can be about Oliver. It doesn't have to be, but maybe it's parenting adjacent. Hmm. Do you have something while I think about it? Sure. This is maybe more about parenting. And it's maybe about the uniqueness of children. Because when you really stop to think about... We, we've said this... This is episode 47. We probably said this 47 plus times. That every parenting experience is different. And every child is different. And we are all kind of making our own choices and decisions. That feels always like it really comes home in conversations with people and people say like oh i bet you're experiencing this and you're like no or like oh this happened for my kid and you're like what <laughs> or you know but that is really like incredible just the the utter diversity mm. of something like in some sense we can boil it down and we can say like okay like and we're, i'm talking about like when they're infants like you feed them and you change them and you bathe them and like they sleep and that's kind of it and yet even within like a pretty basic set of things that they do our experiences can vary so differently like just the sheer diversity 
of humanity is kind of <laughs> is really mind blowing when you stop and think about it. Yeah, it's baffling. Yeah. So. Oh, that's a good one. I think mine. I was noticing that this weekend when we've had family in town, how like a child or someone new to the family just shifts so much. Mm. Like we spent two hours yesterday just like playing with Oliver before his nap. And it was like, (laughs) what would we have done with that time before? (laughs) And a part of you like longs for that. We're like, oh, we would have sat around and played games. But he's such like, he's he brings so much like play. Like you're just playing with balls. You're wrestling. You're running around. You're, I mean, there's just such a new dynamic that I do think we take for granted like, when we got pregnant, I didn't necessarily think like, oh, this is going to change like all of these relationships and all of mm. these like family gatherings. Obviously, so- yeah. And sometimes some of that's hard that that changes. But it's also like a wonder that like, yeah, you're forever now with this kid. Like this kid is now just a part of this family. Like that is wild to me Yeah, that this little human will, God willing, like grow up and like be a human adult as a part of that family and... Like, that's crazy. And literally, like, the neurochemistry of every member of that family has been changed in some ways because they now have, like, chemistry going on in their brain that is triggered by this grandson or this nephew or this son. Like, that's wild, Mm -hmm. right, as well. So, yeah, I I like that one. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. Well, thanks for bringing this resource. It was super fun. We should say uh, the title is Stay Baffled, and it's by Courtney Martin. It's part of her The Examined Family newsletter, which, again, we'll link there in the show notes. But I enjoyed it. It was fun. Good. Me too. All right. Let's move on to our closing segment today, one that we've done once before. And I'm excited because I don't know what it's going to look like exactly. We call it Product Placement with Rachel. And I want to be clear that despite us calling it Product Placement, we're not sponsored by any of these companies very unfortunate open to the opportunity very very open (laughs) listen folks this is here's a little plug if you enjoy the podcast can you recommend it to a friend tell someone you know hey give this a little listen because that will one day get us on whatever company rachel's about to mention actually that's not going to happen but you know we can dream and it'd be fun to grow the community anyway we always welcome more mailbag this is true I'm actually going to reference a couple companies. Oh, okay. Multiple chances here. So my product placement, because I have had this question in person a number of times. Oh, okay. So if you're a longtime listener of the pod, you know that I do a seasonal wardrobe for Oliver. So I've just been in the in the midst of purchasing his fall slash winter wardrobe. So I think we realized we're going to do this probably now that he's getting older, like three times a year. Maybe even two. We'll see. But this is kind of the fall winter version. I'm hoping we can get it down to two. (laughs) I know you are. And so a lot of people ask me upon hearing about how I do this, like where I shop for Oliver. So I'm going to talk about some of my favorite places to get baby clothes. Okay. Or toddler clothes, I guess, at this point. And these are going to be North American stores for our international audience. Yeah, though some of, yeah, North American. That's probably accurate. Just, Just an important caveat. So Target is a great one. I have found consistently that tops are great at Target. I really like their short sleeve shirts, long sleeve shirts, sweatshirts. I did a lot of like one pieces like when he was younger, like onesies and stuff. 
but great. Usually in the like five to like $12 range for pieces. Very affordable, easy to get and returnable. So that's great. H&M has a lot of very cute, hipstery kind of bougie but cheap baby clothes. <laughs> bougie but cheap. Rel- I mean, everything's relative, right? Yeah. But kind of you're more like your knit sweaters and your corduroy pants. They tend to be a little more hit or miss from what it looks like online to what I actually experience. Yes, that's true. So Target will often has lots of pictures and like good customer reviews with pictures. H&M doesn't always have the best like photos of what it looks like on a kid. So I found it sometimes deceiving. So I'm actually having to return a couple things from H&M this week. That's not a good product placement moment. It's not. But what I do get from them, I really love like great baby jogger pants, which are Super wonderful for Oliver. We had those for him since he was like a kid, like a baby. Shorts have been great from there. So actually like the pants and then, yeah, I've got a jacket from there. So some great stuff. And it's like cute. Like it's more kind of whimsical H&M stuff. Okay. And they also are tend to be a little bit slower about shipping. So if you have an H&M, it's easier to go in. Then I found a website called Primary. Mm-hmm. which does all sorts of like kind of solid color items. They have some like stripes and stuff, but really focus on colors. No like logos or like quirky sayings. They're just like neutral. They're, they kind of build themselves as like a gender neutral company. So you can like, they're very versatile clothes. Cause I try to buy clothes that if we ever had a girl kid in the future or a niece or a friend with a girl, like all of um, almost all of all of our clothes could work. For yeah. a girl too. And so primary is great for that. Tend to be on the little pricier side. Like targets your bottom, then H&M, and then primary. But I found that they're really good, like quality clothes. And the company, I just really like. They all sustainable packaging, or at least they're working toward that. So they just, they're really, they're a fun company. So I like them a lot. Um, uh, Oliver's shoes, the only pair of shoes he's ever owned our Kai run shoes which we get a ton of compliments and questions about yeah people love them we started him with a size four and just bought him the size five they are pricey but uh it's the only shoe he owns <laughs> and he wears it everywhere i've thrown them in the washer multiple times and they come out perfect he can go in the splash pen with them and they dry right away they're just slip-ons no laces no velcro they're great I love them. So, yeah, they're good. High recommendations for those. The brand does have other types of shoes, but they've been really great for Oliver. And we're like highly recommended by the Nordstrom rep that his grandparents got them <laughs> from. That's right. So probably some good like foot structure and all that stuff. Maybe. Who knows? Anyway, so that's my product placement. Yeah. No, thanks. I mean, this segment's a little weird because it is like it's talking about things we buy which is always a little strange because it's like whenever you buy something, it's a little fraught because there's so many factors that go into making those decisions in terms of the ethics of clothing production and the financial, right? Like what is cheap for one family is not cheap for another. Some people might not even be interested in something that has the word cheap associated with it. I think it's still fun. I think we can do it in a way that is not trying to, it's not trying to say like, here's your ticket to consumption, but more just saying, Hey, here's, where we're landing on this stuff and there's always room for us to grow and you know but here's the choices we're making in this stage of our life and maybe you're curious about it 
Yeah, and I think there's totally something to be said, like, about, like, hand-me-down clothes. He does yeah. have a couple of those. Yeah, for sure. But we also just didn't have a ton of... We either have friends who don't have kids, or we have friends who have kids who are right close enough to Oliver's age and whose parents are thinking about maybe having other kids that they're not handing down tons of clothes. Yeah. So we're not in kind of a sweet spot where we got a lot of those because mm. that's great. I've looked for like baby clothes secondhand and like, I don't know if it was the pandemic, but like there's nothing that I could find around us. So if anyone local has suggestions, that's great. So yeah, that's worth saying. And, but also like you're saving these clothes. Yeah. And not- so that's like my intent was to buy clothes that were going to last a while that I could use for other kids, we've kept them. We've kept them, like, as nice as possible. Yeah. So, I mean, I am trying to look at it, like, sustainably. Yeah. That way, since I couldn't do it, hand me down. But, I mean, yeah, it's always helpful to learn. We, for sure, always have blind spots about things we buy and yeah. where it comes from. So I think you're doing a great job. I thought that was just worth saying. Thanks. I do appreciate that. So. It's a good thing to know. All right. Well, I think that's an episode. That I- is. We're getting closer to our 50th, and we are putting together plans after this episode. (laughs) This is an important rest of the sentence. I was like, I've already made one promise in this podcast. I don't know that we can deliver on two. We're going to come with something. That's what we'll promise. Well, we thought it would be a shorter episode. Not really. Oh, well. Till next time. I'm Matt. I'm Rachel. And that is your Tim's statement.